Hachette Audio presents The Cypress House Written by Michael Corita Read by Robert Petkoff For David Hale-Smith and Michael Peach It's a team game and I'm deeply grateful for the wisdom, encouragement, and above all else, faith. Part 1 Sojourners Chapter 1 They'd been on the train for five hours before Arlen Wagner saw the first of the dead men. To that point, it had been a hell of a nice ride. Hot, sure, and progressively more humid as they passed out of Alabama and through southern Georgia and into Florida, but nice enough all the same. There were 34 on board the train who were bound for the camps in the Keys, all of them veterans with the exception of the 19-year-old who rode at Arlen's side, a boy from Jersey by the name of Paul Brickhill. They'd all made a bit of conversation at the outset, exchanges of names and casual barbs and jabs thrown around in that way men have when they are getting used to one another, all of them figuring they'd be together for several months to come, and then things quieted down. Some slept, a few started card games, Others just sat and watched the countryside roll by, fields going misty with late summer twilight, and then shapeless and dark as the moon rose like a watchful specter. Arlen, though. Arlen just listened. Wasn't anything else to do because Paul Brickhill had an outboard motor where his mouth belonged. As the miles and minutes passed, Brickhill alternated between explaining things to Arlen and asking him questions. Nine times out of ten, the boy answered his own questions before Arlen could so much as part his lips with a response. Brickhill had been a quiet kid when the two of them first met months earlier in Alabama, and back then Arlen believed him to be shy. What he hadn't counted on was the way the boy took to talk once he felt comfortable with someone. Evidently, he'd grown damn comfortable with Arlen. As the wheels hammered along the rails of northern Florida, Paul Brickhill was busy telling Arlen all of the reasons this was going to be a hell of a good hitch. Not only was there the bridge waiting to be built, but all that sunshine and blue water and boats that cost more than most homes. They could do some fishing, maybe catch a tarpon. Paul had seen pictures of tarpon that were near as long as the boats that landed them. And there were famous people in the Keys, celebrities of every sort. And who was to say they wouldn't run into a few? And... Around them, the men talked and laughed, some scratching out letters to loved ones back home. Wasn't anyone waiting on a letter from Arlen, so he just settled for a few nips on his flask and tried to find some sleep, despite the cloaking warmth and the stink of sweating men. It was too damn hot. Brickhill finally fell silent, as if he'd just noticed that Arlen was sitting with his eyes closed and had stopped responding to the conversation. Arlen let out a sigh, grateful for the respite. Paul was a nice enough kid, but Arlen had never been one for a lot of words where a few would do. The train clattered on, and though night had settled, the heat didn't break. Sweat still trickled along the small of Arlen's back and held his hair to his forehead. He wished he could fall asleep. These hot miles would pass faster then. Maybe another pull on the flask would aid him along. He opened his eyes, tugged the lids up sleepily, and saw a hand of bone. He blinked and sat up and stared. Nothing changed. 
The hand held five playing cards and was attached to a man named Wallace O'Connell, a veteran from Georgia who was far and away the loudest man in this company. He had his back turned, engaged in his game, so Arlen couldn't see his face. Just that hand of bone. No, Arlen thought. No, damn it, not another one. The sight chilled him, but didn't shock him. It was far from the first time. He's going to die unless I can find a way to stop it, Arlen thought with the sad, sick resignation of a man experienced with such things. Once we get down to the keys, old Wallace O'Connell will have a slip and bash his head in on something. Or maybe the poor bastard can't swim, will fall into those waves and sink beneath them, and I'll be left with this memory, same as I've been left with so many others.